us, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. We'll be trusting God to meet us at the point of our need. And I salute every other minister that has ministered before me. Ah, thank you, Jesus. We'll do um, Bible studies for 20 minutes, thereabouts, and then pray and go. Amen. If you are here and you are sick, the sickness is over. No, this is not the type of this is not the type of words you say amen. Your amen is good for your faith, but it's not needed. Sister, do you believe it? I was at you the other day. That's why I couldn't make it yesterday. I apologize sincerely. I tried. I tried. I actually stressed out myself, but I apologize. You can't take it for granted that people come and wait for you and you are not there. It's wrong. I, I sincerely apologize. But I was there and I was talking to people and I told one of them, I just came and I told them, I called out some issues, sicknesses. They were looking at me. You guys here, you are even hungry. You are looking spiritual. Glory. Oh my. See the fine head ties I'm seeing here. You know. The makeups. The suits, the ties. The things that make for the adorning of the flesh. Which sometimes that's where we keep we focus our strength on our effort. How many years will you spend on this campus? If, how many years? Two years. You many, how many in total? You see, do you know the target of that investment? Do you know, little of it has to do with improving the spiritual aspect of your life, where it matters. And little of the one that even goes to your mind has the capacity to transform your mind. I hope you know that most of our... I was reading a lot of things, lecturer, there, there is a, a school, ABU, the lecturer there slept with a young lady, the first year. And he's HIV positive and hepatitis positive. He's a professor. When you hear stories like that, then what comes to your mind is that the knowledge that these books you do here can impact to you lacks the capacity to transform the mind. You still retain the wickedness that is in you on the account of being the seed of Adam. 
So if there is no way that we can engineer a different possibility, a different realm of oppression, and bring you in there by the act of God, then all hope is lost, brother. Because even the best of us still lacks the capacity to live to the rules that we made. We are the ones that made the rules. But we fail to keep to them. Because even the laws of God are not given for you to be kept. It is actually given to reveal the weakness that is residing in you. Man is riddled with infirmities. And the first thing you must learn on the path of spiritual progress, in case you, I believe we have entered, the first thing you learn is that you are riddled with infirmities. You are a man full of insufficiencies. It is on that account that the Holy Spirit begins to minister what is resident in Christ Jesus. Because everything that Jesus intends to do, no, everything that God intends to do, He has done in Christ. Please, don't lose, if you cry! I've not started and you are looking around, you will miss me. You will stay here and go to the US and go to abroad, you won't even meet me again. All this thing I'm doing, you might think I'm talking small, I'm trying for you to catch up. Many of you are still on ground level. You think I'm lying? Let me do something. Sister, what have I been saying? See, I'm not saying it so that, I'm not saying it that if we take many samples, people here have not heard me. And not as if I've not broken many things. I've said seven things that we can analyze one for six hours. One of them is that the information of classroom lacks the capacity to trust the mind of a man. You, you didn't get that one. We have been saying many things. And that's why I needed you to come up. Come up so that the scriptures told us about a certain group of people. They are ever learning. But they lack the capacity to come into the experience of what they are being taught. No. I'm not that of teacher. My intent is that I bring you into the very experience that the word of God has captured. If it is true that the word said it, then the possibilities that has been captured there, you will enter it. We stayed in church for years and we hear about the God of our fathers and the things that he can do and we saw none of them manifest in our life. Somebody told me I should stay for 40 years before I start ministry. Imagine. And that is how much we come back and some of you have been deceived that it takes too much time for you to touch the essence of of the life that you have been brought in no it, it is because men that have been teaching you lack the capacity to minister the life that supports those teachings so they stop where their capacity stops but a new regime has has gone bringing a new thing in our territory and even the weak among us, the least, will be as strong as David. There is a strength from heaven. There is a wisdom that is the wisdom of the ancient. <laughs> ah. Have you read? You have read the book of Job. Where is that, my man? I saw you doing book review. You have wrote, read Job. Are you sure? Because I'm going to fire questions now. Oh my. You see, 
what was the testimony of Elihu after the three wise friends of Job have spoken? His testimony is a popular testimony. If, as a matter of fact, you know it. It's just that you, you, have, you are reading scripture out of context. You are reading story. You are not bothered about entering into the experience that is there. And it is that very word. Are you with me? The rema of the word. That is what constructed every single thing that you see in the physical. Do you know, sister? Do you know? Answer. Do you know? No. When I preach, I'm not talking to somebody in the air. I'm talking to somebody looking at me. Do you know? And God said, look at me, look at me. And God said, and those things he said came to. How? Huh? What you don't know is that resident in every believer that cuts God is the same possibilities. So you must learn the protocol, the infrastructure, the system. What sponsors the potency that is in the word of God. So that when he speaks it, it carries the power to bring to pass everything that was spoken. It is until then, you will remain a mortar and man. You will wake up in the night and pray that your one hour prayer and nothing happens. You go back to sleep and the wish will still press you. Because your word lacks power. You didn't know how to translate and and bring the, the very words that is in your mouth to the place where it carries the potency to bring to pass, to bring to reality what is captured. We have been deceived. We have been told that shouting Jesus seven times bring deliverance. We have been, we have been deceived. There is something we need to know step by step, line upon precept upon precept. Accuracy. Bringing ourselves into the doctrine of God. What it takes for every believer to enter into his or our ordination in God. Where you are powerful and nothing from darkness or Satan can stop you from manifesting your destiny. That is the call in our generation. And God is giving grace to men. A, a different dimension and layer of grace that enables them to bring interpretation to the life of men. Suddenly, when you hear men like this, you hear them. And interpretation is brought to the experiences that is in your life. Some things that look as if they are, they are misplaced happening. Suddenly, you notice that an intrinsic part of God's plan in your life. It is a dealing that God has orchestrated to bring you to higher realms of experiences. You see, I want to do Bible study. Let's go back to Bible study. God bless you. Ibarane 
Our hearts cry out for more. This is not it. Do I have a witness here? We have settled for less than God intended. And even the best amongst us is very inferior. The brightest amongst us. When you bring them before the, the eternal light, the standard, you notice that they become darkness, a context to that light. You have found me. Release more, or will not talk anything to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is what. This is the first thing you must. You know this thing I did. I just did it to teach you something. Maybe tomorrow you go and preach. This is the first thing you must learn. You must learn the path to God's presence. You must learn it. You must learn it. Do you know why people come to church and after 30 minutes, your 30 minutes will be like, it will seem as if it's 3 hours. They are far away from God's presence. I don't have time. If we have, we will draw a diagram here and I will show you that the closer you come to God's presence, the more time stops, slows down slows down so the denser the presence of God you won't know when 3 hours pass you will think it's 10 minutes do you know how many minutes I've been speaking here it seems as if it's 2 minutes you must learn it and not just to preach that is what it means for you to edify another person and that is the reality of every believer that you will come to a point where every word in your mouth edifies you never know who you are talking to. Don't be careless. I have read my scriptures well. And I found out that out of all the things that Jesus said that will be put to judgment. The worst of our mouth is the most he mentioned. So how careful should you be about the words that you speak? The measure of the life that is in the word that you speak. Eh? Is determined by the edification it brings to the heart of the people that listen to you. Are you with me now? Follow me. So, some people will come and greet you. Good morning. I'm not saying preaching. I've heard people, they are preaching, and the small presence and feeling in my heart left. And they are quoting Bible. The small one I have. I came to church, I left lean in my soul. Something is telling me I didn't touch God. I prayed, I didn't touch God. I listened to scriptures, I didn't touch God. You left. And that's why people leave the church and commit suicide. That's why people leave the church and enter into sin. They enter into courtism. They enter into 
didn't touch tangibility. If the Holy Ghost embraced you in that place, <laughs> when you come out, you are, you are drunk. You are another man. You are a man that is so filled, you overflow to your neighbor. So when you mistake you say, good morning to another person. It is actually good morning for that person. I went to you, I was in you, and half of the people, they were sitting where those ushers were sitting. And they were like this. They have, they have, I don't know, picnic and football and whatever tomorrow. They just finished the prayer conference. So that they will say they did prayer conference. But I was, I was in my room and Jesus said he will come. You see, it's easy for you to talk like this and believers respond to you. But when you know what you carry is when unbelievers are convicted by the weight of what you are carrying. We are still talking now. You see, God left the front and went to the back. Those people that are headstrong and being as if they are not interested in what is happening. You see, there is a difference between their meetings. Kind. How I wish I'm around yesterday would have made it line by line. There is a difference between falling under power and being slain. You know, when you are slain, you will stay there at least for some time. But if I just lay hands on you now, you fall. I don't have time to show you. But if I lay hands on you, most times I transfer what I have. But there is a, a higher realm in operating like that. When the words that come from your mouth trigger something in the life of people. You see, the potency of a man's word is a test of the authority he carries. Are you with me now? I'm not giving you motivational talk. I'm telling you the scriptures. Sister, it is not motivational talk, it's Bible. Do you know that centurion? The one that the servant died. And he came to Jesus. And the people said that this person is worthy to receive this mercy. What happened is that uh, when Jesus wanted to follow him, he said, No, I am a man under authority. And I understand the concept of authority. That authority is manifested and how much people are willing and ready to respond to the voice of your command he said i tell this one go here he goes is it not true i tell this one go here he goes is it not true so he is measuring his authority based on the response that he can generate on the account of his spoken word that is why we say god carries all authority because if it's true that is god that said it nothing can stop it from coming to pass Nothing. When I mean nothing, I mean nothing. See, bro, as you're looking at me now, you know, your head is in fine shape. And then God looks at you like this. I said, What's your name? He said, Tochku, you have big head. Though. Now, do you know what it means that God cannot lie? As soon as He said you have big, big head, what will happen is that, you know what will happen? You will have big head. Pastor, welcome, sir. 
Please go and welcome Pastor. That's what it means. Are you with me now? So if it's true that it's God's word that came out, then it will bring to accomplishment what was spoken. There is something my friend said last. And it seems as if you looked into what I want to say. You know, you were talking about um, spiritual intelligence and all that. And then you came to a point, you said, um, we need to test and know. Now, there are, there are things I don't agree with because though they want that thing the person said is not provable by the scripture but that's not my business I want to measure on the one that we agreed on are you with me now? let's measure on the one that we what agreed on yes now let me tell you one thing one of the most important ministries of the Holy Spirit is the testing ministry So this evening I want to talk about uh, what I titled uh, the witness ministry of the kingdom of God. The witness ministry of the kingdom of God. The witness ministry of the kingdom of God. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter one, verse eight. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 We projected it so I can follow from them Now let me tell you the first thing Concerning that thing that young man said concerning the book eh? When you say test Actually what you are looking for in a test Is a proof that a certain matter is present Is it not true? And as a believer, what you look for when you are testing is truth. And truth is the principal ministry of the Holy Spirit as it bears witness to a matter. Are you with me now? So in other words, we cannot really know the true light of a matter until the Holy Spirit bears witness to it. It is only when he has borne witness to it and we can say this one is true so after the scripture said that the spirit is truth he came to a point he said that the spirit he said the spirit no um, in the book of John he said that the, somebody help me help me I'm trying to okay in the book of John he called it the spirit of truth then he came to the book of John. he called it that the spirit is what they are the same thing but you see as I tell my Anybody that listens to me. They are truths. And they are higher truths. The one in John is truth. But the one in First John is higher truth. That's not where I'm going to. I'm trying to tell you that a time will come. That there is only one way for we to know whether something is truth. And that is by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So when you tell people test, 
what they are telling them is to know the Holy Ghost. Because their capacity to test and know the truth that is in a matter is to the extent that they have interacted with the Holy Spirit and His witness capacities enlarged in their heart. So they can know, not because they know, but because the mingled spirit that is dwelling inside of them is bearing witness to it. And that is why even when you are born again, the scripture says that your spirit and the spirit of God does what? So that even your faith is not authentic until witness is born to it. I'm telling you that the principal thing about this thing I'm teaching you is that the kingdom of God has no other infrastructure to authenticate. Eh? Anything except through his witness ministry. What does I say? The kingdom of God has no other infrastructure to authenticate anything in the kingdom except through his witness ministry. You see, that's why I said we will pray. Because this one I said now, my sister is, doesn't. How can I help you? Okay, let's, let me start from here. The scripture says, But ye, no, no, give me KJV. Quickly. But ye shall receive power. See, there is a reason why KJV is best. Though. I don't have time to teach you the challenge in translations. Yes. Use other translations to explain, or use this one for study. If you want to explain this one, then you use other ones. But if you want to study, don't use other ones. This is after many studies, and after we have read and studied on translations, because it's important. Some remove a lot of things. Some use words that carry, that does not carry the weight that God wants to communicate. But he shall receive power. Now, this is a statement that is made after Jesus stayed with his disciples. First of all, he said that for 40 days, with many infallible proofs, he showed them the things pertaining to the kingdom. Infallible proofs, you know, proofs that cannot be denied. Now, the question is that, I don't know how we are going to find out what Jesus thought in those 40 days because the body of what the disciples the apostles began to teach is derived from those teaching in those 40 days now we don't have time if you go to verse 1 the scripture says this the former treatise i write to you old theophilus that means there is a the first treatise is it not true how many of you know the first one the book of luke we don't have time. If you go there, you see Luke chapter 1. Now, if you go to the book, book of Luke chapter 1, you find out that many people that we are witnesses saw what happened when Jesus was alive. They began to write the things about that man and tell their own story from their own perspective. Just as, as I read on Facebook the other day, somebody said, Jesus is no more Jesus, he's Yeshua. And he didn't say he is God, he's something else. Those words, they are giving what say an account. Say account. Mm. So because of those diverse and many accounts, 
the medical doctor rose up and he was mandated by an, an anointing to begin to set, to set in order the things that were handed over to them because the, the doctor Luke is a direct disciple of the apostles of the Lamb he studied under Peter for some time then he went and studied under Paul and that was why he was able to give an accurate account in the book of Acts because the book of Acts is his account are you with me now? so this is the second three types the first one is the book of what? Luke and he said O Theophilus in fact there is, he said oh excellent Theophilus the, 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 you know excellency talks about a man that is in repute maybe a professor of, um, of law so you don't bring anything and give to him you show him line by line precept upon precept how everything happened so there is a body of teaching that Jesus taught and the apostles were custodians of these teachings it is on the account of these teachings that they received a different layer of authority different from any other apostle or any other person that will rise because by being participants of those teaching sections because that's where Jesus downloaded to them I don't have time the scripture says that there are things that are more important this is where Jesus taught it and Peter when the Holy Ghost came began to act out they began to act out those things that Jesus taught them because there are many things that are not in the gospels that the apostles taught and said that Jesus taught them when follow me there is a place I'm going if, if you don't follow me we are in trouble now follow me follow me That 40 days lecture, that 40 days lecture is the component part of what we call the Apostles' Doctrine. Because Jesus, you see, and the reason why the, the Apostles of the Lamb, we are the one that have that authority is because for you to have that authority, you must be an eyewitness. So the account is, is not a handed down story. Are you with me now? They, are, they have an eyewitness account of the things that Jesus, first of all, what said did. Uh -huh. Look at it. Of all that Jesus what? And what? At my class. This is my class. Imagine who will shut down and pray for 30 minutes. Of all that Jesus began to do and to teach, I don't have time, but from this we now know that the teaching of doctrine is principally they do it first before it is a teaching. In the Greek word, there are two words for doctrine one is didache, another is didaskali. Didache is what people talk, call doctrine. That those ones flying around everywhere, people feel their head and think they know anything. But their life is different from what they are saying. 
they talk about prayer they can't pray they talk about holiness they don't know it they talk about humility they don't know it they talk about giving they don't give they talk about sacrifice they talk about they talk about fasting one of the people that is under me now said if he if he teach like this people will be crying and he's teaching on prayer meanwhile he has no prayer life see i've been around pastor now eh? there is nothing i came back i decided to wait on god again i wait till i become because real ministry is what you have become Paul said, beyond the, the, the word of the gospel that I bring to you, I minister to you my soul. No, no, no. I... Beyond the words of the gospel that I preach, I minister to you my soul. That means beyond the word we are, words we are speaking, something is happening to you. Believe it or not, I'm not even trying to, listen to me now, I'm not even trying that you will understand everything I'm saying. If you understand 10%, you try it. It will take you, some of you, 5 years, 10 years, to come into the, that is, if you interact well, then you come into the economy of the body of truth that I'm communicating. But there is one assurance I have. Because the, the, the scripture says that the words that, that we speak, they are what spirit and life. That means if there is a regenerated spirit here, the word of God can target your spirit. And then when he enters your spirit, he begins to work out some protocols in you. Now it might take a few moments, a few times and seasons before you understand that we come abreast with what is happening in the realm of the spirit. Now you need understanding because understanding is what powers consistency. If you don't know what God did today, how He did it, you won't do it tomorrow. Because you will think you stumbled on it. But if you have understanding and know how God did this thing, tomorrow you replicate it. Next tomorrow you replicate it. Because you have an understanding of the path that it takes. To bring this thing from the realm where it resides to the realm of the physical, any time, any day. You see, I have not opened my spirit. The former three times have I made both the pillars of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Actually, Jesus was teaching things pertaining to the kingdom of God. The gospel that will close our age is the gospel of the kingdom. Every other gospel is, is under it. When I read the book, The Coming Kingdom by, by S.G. Elton, I saw what these men saw and behaved and lived the way they lived. You see, it was then I knew that time is a precious gift. Because when I was born, how I was born, who gave birth to me, I didn't have input in it. Did you? Did you? But how your eternity will be is dependent on you. So God gave you the gift of time to structure your eternity to the pattern and taste that you desire. What people don't know, they have deceived them and told them it's heaven at last. No, it's not about heaven at last. The scripture says, I'm spoiling somebody's doctrine. The scripture says, I see a new heaven and a new earth coming out of the throne of God. 
and forever the scripture have established that the heaven of the heavens is God's own. But the earth has it what? So even then, the territory called earth is allotted and willed out to, to that, that personality called man. So if you miss the training and dealings on dominion, rulership, and how to manage and test eternal matters, are you with me now? Are you with me? If you are with me, say Amen. You see, half of the people are not with me. If you are with me, say Amen. This is better. But we can do better. If you are with me, say Amen. Yeah. Now let's do a bit more. See. Oh my God. Let me go back. We'll be lost. Will be lost. <laughs> there is what we call the shekels of the altar. In the Old Testament, that is the the um, system with which we measure value as you come before the presence of God to offer anything. Are you with me, brother? So that thing is actually a a typology. Of a spiritual reality that anything you bring before God has a measure of value and significance as it borders in eternity. Are you with me now? So when Jesus comes, he tells you that there are weightier things of the law. What is he trying to say? He is saying that this one is good, but if you want to make significant impact in the realm that matters the realm of eternity where men build structures that can die that retains the capacity to perpetuate itself in that place there are more weightier things so we measure men that carry weight in the spirit by their emphasis so when your emphasis are on the things that carry weight on eternity you are a man of authority you carry weight in the spirit it's not about shouting, it's not about age, it's not about talking. In the book of Proverbs, when the elderly have spoken, Eliu came out and said, I gave age time to speak. Believe me, I also gave age time. I gave age a lot of time. I thought that gray hair will speak wisdom. But after many years, I, I came back and I bring you news. And the news is this. This man is with me. The former treatise have I made both your kilos of all that Jesus began to, both to do and to teach. This is the teaching of the kingdom, and Jesus began to teach them because what man lost in the garden of Eden was a king was the kingdom, is a rulership, is a dominion. Both physical and spiritual, whatever type of dominion and rulership. Are you with me now? I, I wish I. Ah, when am I stopping? Jesus. And I've not even read my script. Glory to God. 
let's let's move. Let me see if I can get one foundation. Go to verse eight quickly. Is it just like he was saying in the kingdom of God we don't accept anything until it has passed through that authenticating process. We don't accept anything that has not passed through witness. Even your Jesus, your Savior, eh? needed many diverse witnesses. Pastor, even now, Jesus is still seeking witnesses. It's a matter of fact, that's in the context of my teaching today. Hmm? Even today, Jesus needs men that are accurate. And by their accuracy and alignment to the will of God, they have become physical embodiments of the invisible Christ. His realities have been so furnished in their heart that it is manifested in every single activity and lifestyle that they engage in. And on the account of that, the Lord Jesus is not obscured in our generation. His tokens are not lost. The man, by the way he has lived and interacted with those realities in the spirit, has become a witness. Say unto. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. Let me say something here. But ye shall receive power, sister, when? Eh? When will you receive power? Eh? Is there now? When will you receive power? But you shall receive power. When? Eh? After that the Holy Ghost is come on you. Are you with me now? Now, you must understand that word power. This power here is there are two things you must understand about that word power then. One is that it is potential power. Number two is that it is dynamic power. Say after me, potential and dynamic. Dynamic in the sense that it can do many things. Once you precipitate it, it can do many things. For example, utterance is power. You see the way I'm talking now. Even if you know what I know, if I give you, you can't say it. Even if you know what I know, if I give you, you can't say it. If you, if, even if you cram it and say it, it won't strike the heart of the people. Sometimes it can even strike them, but it cannot bring to them the body of reality you are communicating. It's all transit power. I was speaking to you and the, the altar was littered with people crying for their life and I have not spoken for 30 minutes then there is miraculous power That's the, what I knew before now is that this power or, or this thing is just miraculous power it's not true there is also the scripture says in the book of Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 I am your God that what give you power to get wealth so there is power to get wealth. Even some certain levels of businessmen know they do some sacrifices and gain advantage in the spirit 
my father said those days when he was doing business that people start business by 8 a.m i'm telling you that there is power he may sometimes he comes by nine then when he comes by nine people will be in his shop waiting like five to eight people to buy the same thing that the neighbors this side is selling and the neighbors this side is selling at the same price what is it say power to get wealth because he said he's a prophet so his eyes open in the spirit and he saw two angels one was one was standing here and one was standing here and then they were directing people as you are coming is you that thought life is normal life is not normal somebody come and help life is not normal let me tell you what happens is that even the normal business people no don't look there you have now made mistake you have lost you have lost mileage now everybody in life is looking for an advantage even you coming to school the reason why your parents sent you here is to gain advantage is it not true it's true is when you enter they will tell you is to improve yourself is to no no your parent is paying money to give you advantage so that when you come out you'll be able to get that have the advantage get the job get the money get that's the advantage they want to offer you in the same way in the realm of the spirit interactions with certain kinds of spirit gives you advantage in the realm of the physical that is what that power does for you the power to get wealth it doesn't matter what somebody says he bought something four thousand and sold it for fifty thousand and the person is happy to buy even when the person knows how much you bought it he still doesn't care that one is power when we are saying in joke those days there's a woman that says over that woman if he comes boys will line up from here to that car down and everybody is buying for their room you know what it means you are buying for at least two three people. you know that woman yes so other people will come and they are selling and they'll be fly from their own you know we carry three big basins like this and she's selling i say what is this that one is power i tell you my mother sells yam and when she's before she started two visions three visions two confirmations one her own now but when she started she started with just two thousand naira. she bought from the retailers i don't know what to call her because those people are retailers but she bought from them moved 200 meters from them and started selling her own are you not foolish you bought from the retailers moved 200 meters and started selling your own but she will finish by another one finish by another one and that's how from 10 pieces she moved to 20 from 20 she moved. because in the vision when God gave her advantage, what she saw was a trailer filled with yam. That's the advantage in the spirit. 
Of course, there is a corroboration in the physical where you must be doing something. What your hand find it to do? You see? You where is that, my friend? I said, make sure you hold me when I. You see, I've left now. You didn't hold me. If we told this part, we'll continue. Let's get back. And ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem. Now, let me say a few things about witnesses. In the book of, um, I want you to put up First John chapter five. But I need to explain this. I need to explain this, and you shall be witnesses unto me, sister. And for me to explain it, we might have to go to the book of First John chapter five, verse. Um, start from verse five. First John chapter five. Start from verse five. First John chapter five. We want to explain witness. Who is he that overcame the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Next verse. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that what? If you are with me, that what? Because the Spirit is what? Then the nervous. For there are how many? Let's read it together. One, one, two, ready, go. For there are three that bear record. That word record is witness. How many of you have it in your Bible? You have it. Raise your hand. Okay. Okay. For there are three that bear record in heaven: the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Are you with me now? You see, the witness ministry in the kingdom of God is so primarily and fundamentally important that the members of the Godhead eh, are ministers in this. The Father is a minister of witness. The Son is a minister of witness. The Holy Ghost is a minister of witness. But their witness is heavenly witness. A heavenly witness. So, are you with me now? So there are three that bears there are two kinds of witness or there are two classes of witness heavenly witness and earthly witness are you with me now follow me heavenly witness and what it is in this scripture me i'm not doing motivation so these are the heavenly witnesses the father the world and who now let's see the earthly witnesses the next one the next verse and there are three that bear witness in earth the spirit the water and what you see there are many interpretations we can give to this but once you hear water and blood it talks about human beings let me tell you before jesus was authenticated in his ministry his ministry was authenticated there were two witnesses two classes of witnesses that bore authentication to him one is when from heaven you know that time when they baptized him a voice came from heaven this is what my beloved son in whom i am well another time came when they were about to kill him and they brought him before pilate 
and Pilate representing the authority of the earth. And you must know that as of then, the Roman government is the ruling government on earth. I hope you know. If you know, say Amen. Now, on that account, their representative is the representative of the world authority. So that what they authenticate is what the men, the highest authority on earth, has sanctioned. So Pilate came after testing Jesus, passing him through many tests. He came and brought him to the chief priest and men that brought him to be joined and said, Behold the man. It was on that account that Jesus became the, the only kind of man that has received authentication. He said, Behold the man. That if there is a he didn't say behold a man, I don't have time. He said, Behold what? Behold what? On that day, Jesus became the man. Because before him, there was only one man that existed. And that man that existed is who? Adam. Correct. Now, after that time, God was looking for another man. Who will I send and who will go for me? As far as this earth is concerned, there is only two men that has worked it. It is only Adam and Christ. And the implication of that is that there is only two realms through which we can draw our existence from. Is either we draw our existence from Adam or we draw it from who? Christ. So that every single thing you do in life, even as a believer, the inspiration and source and motivation can only be either Adam or it is Christ. I don't care whether you are reading Bible and I don't care whether you are praying. The motivation and source of your inspiration can either be the flesh, the dead man, the man that has been discarded, that is called Adam, the old man, or it is Christ, the new man. The scripture says that the context and standard of renewal is Christ Jesus. He said, put on the new man that is renewed after. Now, you must understand this. You must understand this. You see, the witness ministry is the principal ministry of the Godhead. I'm not talking about personalities. I'm talking about witness. The, the capacity to authenticate. The capacity to bring a ministration of truth. The capacity to bring a separation. Okay, let me come back. So, what are the two classes of witness? One, two. Who are the members of the heavenly witness? Who are the members of the earthly witness? Thank you, you are correct. So, on this account, you find out that witness is present. Let's pray for one minute. Satan is... I want to fly now. Satan has been on this keyboard since I was sitting here. He knows we need to fly. Sister, you need to fly you. Somebody told me that time he saw himself flying. Is he a witch? You see, a believer can fly too. Yes. I can prove from the scripture. I don't do motivation. The Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord will what? And what? Eh? They shall mount up with wings. Oh my, you are not flying. 
What you don't know is that height is the real advantage in the spirit. Your authority is measured by the height from which you operate from. And that's why for Jesus to be the one that sits at the place of highest authority, he has to sit at the right hand. The place, that's what the right hand means is the place of highest authority. And if you sit higher than a man, naturally the man comes under you. It is on that account that all principalities and powers we are subject to him. And the scripture says, we are what? Seated. So, you see, you must learn the protocols of flying so that you will be able to ascend to that place. Because you must understand that everything that is in Christ Jesus has two realities. One is the positional reality and the second is the experiential reality. So that when the Bible says by his stripes he are healed, it is a positional reality, it is a legal premise. It is something that has the potency and power to be laid hold on. But it's still dormant. It's just, it's just a check that has not been cashed. No, you must understand the protocols. You must understand the converting factors that you need to move it from that place that is a legal fact to the physical. If you don't know it, that's why people come and they, they think prayer is asking for your need. You, you are, you are, I don't want to use the word I want to use. You don't know anything. When we pray, we do conversion. 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 One of the things you convert is that you convert your strength to, you convert your weakness to strength. You convert your powerlessness to power. There is a conversion when you pray. Suddenly your heart is quickened. Your loveless life will be filled with love and joy. There is a conversion. Your sorrows will be filled with happiness. There is a conversion. It's in prayer. Then the Holy Ghost will be drawing me closer. I'll be saying, He will hold me more. He will hold me more. Oh my God. Until a time we come. When you cannot differentiate between me and him. And it is at that point that you have achieved union. From that place, what you speak happens. Because your words have become the word of God. Your mind has been captured, has been subjected to the authority of God. So that everything that comes out from your mouth is the counsel of God. And then with the same authority that God has, you will begin to minister and talk. And the cosmos responds to you. Oh my God. <laughs> my time is finished, so we are going to pray. Well, there are many things I want to say, but let me stop. Let me tell you one thing and then we pray. You see, Jesus chose. I have I have time. Eh? Eh? Okay. Oh my. 
let me as they say I have time let me tell you something you see do you know there is a place that Jesus came and said that John the essence of the ministry of John is to bear witness to my own I hope you know do you know and he came after some time and said that even John's ministry is inferior to another certain kind of witness it is that witness is called the witness of works say works you are not with it say works yes there is a witness of works when they came and told Jesus that John asked the question and said are you the one that is to come or do we expect another what was Jesus' answer huh? what was the response no he didn't say anything you are the one saying Jesus didn't say anything. <laughs> ah, you see, these fine endings are what, what brings you to mastery in the scriptures. They are fine. That's what differentiates small and big. Now, let me tell you why. Jesus didn't say anything. He just took them, brought the blind, opened the blind eyes, opened, did. He showed them works and asked them, What do you see? They said, What they saw. And he said, go and tell John what you see. I don't like that place. So, it seems as if the witness that John bore for him reached a time where he lacks the capacity. You see, you know why I'm saying this? There are a few of you here that have a little witness power. Are you with me? Eh? Maybe you have laid hands on somebody and he got you with the Holy Ghost. Eh? Jesus reached the point. He said, This witness say is inferior. Oh, my class, you are done now. Say inferior. Mm. There are territories and places and times and seasons that you will enter. You will discover that you will need a a different dimension and type of capacity or witness witness capacity in that place you must interact with what it takes because Jesus reached the point he knew that for me to for me to bring authenticity to my ministry on a higher level the witness that John bore for me won't suffice now that's what he's saying so he said that there is another witness the, the witness of works so he did some works and said go and tell John what I did it was on that account on that work he said he told them that even the works I'm doing is also a lesser witness because there is one doing the work in me. Are you with me now? In fact, in that scripture, when you go to the last class, he says that the word is the highest witness of me. Because you read the scriptures and think you understand. Because inside that scripture, it testifies of me. That whole testimony in that place speaks of the fact that the scripture has become a burden of witness, a body, a body of witness, so that every man that reads the scripture 
somehow we encounter the eternal Christ. Are you with me now? So that if light shines on the scriptures, there is no way you will not encounter the eternal Christ. In such a way that it is is not obscured. I'm trying to tell you that the scriptures carries the whole body of witness in such a way that no man can bear. Now, depending on who and depending on where, we lay hold on different classes and types and measures of witness. So there are classes, there are types, there are measures. The, the witness that John bore was a lower measure of witness. A time came where the demand increased. A young, a fellowship president, some place, he met me and said that, I have come to a place where I need another measure of grace. Because it's true that something was happening. But as of now, I know that a demand has come upon my life. And I cannot bring the true reality of the burden that is in my heart. Except that there is a witness that God can bear to it. Because people can doubt your word, but they can't doubt witness. You know what will happen to you today? Because I see in this spirit. I see God. It seems as if this is the way He is moving. The inside of men. And they are being changed into another person. The impact of what is happening to you now will be strange. You go back, you won't be normal. Because it, it is a protocol that we engaged. And that protocol has a purpose, it has a target. Until that target is achieved, it will stop working. That is what the scripture meant when he said that none of the words that God speaks will ever come back void. Because what God does, the word comes like a seed. And when it comes, it, it triggers a protocol. Then there is an end in view. That end in view, God will not, that world will not stop working until that end in view is achieved. What's that end in view? That end in view is that you become. Are you with me now? Because the very intent of preaching and teaching is that you become. Because God has, everything He wants to do, He hid it in the world. Are you with me now? And then release it as seed in your heart. He, he has all the trust and all the confidence that an accurate interaction with that word will bring you to a point where you become, you enter into the experience, become what that word intends to make, you, make, make out of you. Now, let me tell you, when Jesus called his disciples, he called them, when he called them, he called them as disciples. Is it not true? But when he left them, he left them as witnesses. Many of you have been believers and disciples for too long. It is time for you to be an accurate witness in your territory. You can't be in this territory and men are looking for the true God. Philip said, Go, go, show us the Father and it will be enough for. What was Jesus' answer? Who can help me? What is Jesus' answer? He that have seen me, I 
I want seeing the Father. Whether you know it or not, Jesus is obscured in our generation. Whether you know it or not, Jesus is not clearly seen in our generation. That's why new functionaries we arise in our territory is a must. I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. You see, some people come and motivate you, inspire you. No, no, no. I'm trying. I'm here to give you the whole counsel of God, so that if you are interested, you join the moving train. There is a moving train. He is moving very fast. You have to be fast and join. Because we have gained mileage in the spirit. It will take a lot of labor for you to catch up with us. The place where God is going. That place, if you say you are born again, it will now be clear. You will see in that place, it's very soon. People that are born again, that are believers, you will see, it will be very clear. Then bench warmers that came to fill the ranks, it will be clear too. Whether you like it or not, the people we are calling unbelievers are inside our church. I don't care the name. I don't care the name they bear. That's where they are. Some of them are pastors. They are unbelievers. Yes. I know you don't believe it. But some pastors are preaching to people who are born again. But they are not born again. And are going to go to hell. I know this seems somehow. But a man was a man that has done ministry for 40 something years. The year before he retired, somebody was preaching like this and he gave his life to Christ. So at age 70, he was celebrating five years of being born again. This man has preached for 45 years. Hmm? Don't be moved by that thing. There is a higher witness. That is how we measure men in this season. Jesus met his disciples and called them disciples. But by the time he's leaving them, he left them a witness. Eh? That means there is a process dealing teachings, things that he passed them through, that has the capacity to convert a fisherman to a witness and apostle. See, I'm not this, when we talk about this thing, don't go and be thinking about preaching and pastor. That's nothing. This thing I'm doing is how many minutes? And the whole of your life goes on. Let's do the amount. Let's do the percentage. Do you know how much time you spend outside here? That means that's your real life. If we need to be effective in trying to do ministry, we must find how to do ministry. At that time that you spend most, you spend more of your time outside the church and you think ministry is inside the church. No, it is not inside. Some of you here, your roommates or your friends don't, they know you are not born again. But you are in touch. See, we have seen many things. So, so when I say this thing, I speak from experience. A lady met me. He said she has been vice president for her everywhere she enters, vice president. And they are calling her mama, everything. But let her tell me that that if you know her life now that she is worse than the worst sinner that as of last Sunday the pastor still called her regional pastor and made her the, the vice president of the youth department and she will come do magic you know there is magic 
or man. Oh, you don't know. You can ring scriptures together and bamboozle men. But their heart and spirit is left bare. Huh? You can bamboozle men. There's a way I'll be quoting scripture, quoting scripture, quoting scripture. You know those men that brought the teaching of lasciviousness into the body of Christ? They have one major way that they attack you. They make you think you don't know the Bible. They quote too many scriptures that is irrelevant. The truth is that the scripture is so powerful that when the potency is brought out of it, eh, you can stay on one eh, and bring men into alignment. So this is what happened. When, a, when Jesus taught for three years, men became. The question I want to ask, ask your neighbor, touch your neighbor. Since you are born again, what are you becoming? Ask the person. Ask the person. What's the answer? Because that is the holy that is the only intent of all these things we are doing. Since you are born again, what are you becoming? Because the holy intent, the expending of God's power, the expending of resources, the expending of, of grace from heaven. All these programs, all these things is not for show. It's not I'm not a showman. I was talking to somebody. I'm not a celebrity. Hey, somebody met me when I was in my birthday and said, I'm everywhere on Facebook. I say you miss the point. You miss the point. I'm not a celebrity. And if you miss the point, you will look at people and take the wrong thing. I put up my this thing on <laughs> The picture, a few of the picture of my, the last program on WhatsApp. Somebody, he, he saw everything God was doing. He said, "My shoe, my shoe, my shoe is fine." Say, so you, you missed the point. You miss. You see, that's how people come day by day and they miss the point. They don't know that the whole essence of this Christian ministry is that you what you what become. The electing of the fivefold is that they will what say perfect descent for the work of ministry. Because it is not pastors that do ministry, it's the saints. When they are well equipped, they discharge the work of ministry. So when you see that the ministry of Christ is lacking in its accuracy in a territory, that means that the saints are not well equipped. If you see a courtist with gone now, what will you do? You run away or you start begging for your life. Now, I'm not saying you do it, but if the word of God is powerful in your mouth, you can see a gun and say, I disarm you in the name of Jesus. You can even not say anything and they will shoot the gun, it won't work. These are the things that have happened many times. See, if we have not seen it, then it will be like we are, we are saying what we have not seen. When I was in UNN, second year, they collected seed now. See, I will tell you the bad and I will tell you the good. OJB at Long Tennis, they collected my phone. And I bought that phone two weeks. My new phone, my Nokia. Oh my God. 
I save money, save money, save money, save money. Bought the phone. Guess what? I was actually coming. Did I come from church or whatever? You know, you are coming from. I was passing through on tennis. And I was even playing a loud song, Christian song. Suddenly, I saw somebody from the front like this. He, just, he brought out gun. I want to turn. I saw that guy in my back. They didn't even bother me. They didn't enjoy me, but they sat quietly, opened my phone. They are not in a hall. Opened my phone, brought out the battery, brought out my SIM card, gave to me. Closed back the phone, gave me. I went back to my room and started crying. So what kind of Christian life do I have? I told God I'm fake that day. You see, eh? people overestimate themselves. And that's when challenges come and sweep off their feet. You don't know the faith that is handed, handed over to you. It was a faith that came by blood. It's not meant for children. It's a faith that came by toil. That's why the scripture talking to Timothy, Paul said that you innately contend. It's a contention. The book of Hebrews said, You have not gained victory because you have not striven to the shedding of blood. That means even in your faith, there is a possibility of shedding blood. See, for, for example, some of us, the way we are fasted, you know, we are shedding our life blood. I, I was praying one day when I was doing your service. I prayed till. Um, where are you, Shoma? What's the name of that muzzle? Huh? Seratus. You know the muzzle now, the one that is here. Oh my God. I pray to the team, talk, talk, talk everywhere. In fact, there is a place I enter in prayer. The team will come again as a witness. To a place where you touch that human being should not touch. Except grace powers you, you can't touch that place. It's a sacred place. The lions don't dare walk there. Eh? <laughs> the vultures can look on it. It's a sacred place. Only grace can power a man to those realms. Special grace. An unending grace. Unbending grace. Forceful grace. We can mortal men to realms that is that is beyond this natural. The scripture talking about them in the book of Hebrews. He said, Men that counted their life for nothing, they put to fly the cap of the enemy. They got the dead back to life. What kind of men are they? The book of Hebrews is a roll call of men of faith, and their faith is a faith that bears record on. On his capacity, the, the possibility of laying hold on things that are eternal. Since I was small, I've been told the book of Hebrews, and I, they told me that, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Just to receive things from God, you have failed the point. The whole book of Hebrews is talking about how to reject and how to die. The book of Hebrews, chapter 11, is talking about the faith of how to die, yes, and how to reject. As a matter of fact, when the scripture finished, he said, These men, they did not, they did not enter into that. Reason is this that they can't be made complete without us. Because there is a grander plan that God has. God looks at matters from the past 
perspective of eternity. What have you become? How long have you been born again? Tell me. Quickly. Eh? Eight years. You are an elder. Meanwhile, you can be a baby. The reality is that most of us are babies. Yes. And that's what the church has made that for us. I'm angry. I'm not preaching to you. It's a burden in my heart. I spent 20 years and nothing. Because I was not brought into the accurate body of truth that it takes to make out of me, to make me to become the person that God sees. What are you becoming? If you are not careful, you stay under this thing you are doing, you will not become anything. You can only see the promised land, you will enter it. This is, this is the moment of truth. Because we have lived in, in, in desire, in illusion for so long that we have believed it. And then, when you have held positions in fellowships and the body of Christ, you move from fellowship president to JCCL president. From there, they make you pastor. From there, and you are going, you become a reverend. In your mind, you are maturing. You are babe, my friend. You don't, you don't know anything. Age in the spirit is not a factor of years. Age in the spirit is a factor of light. So that we measure age by the, the dimension and intensity of light that is, that is manifested in the life of a man. That shining light is a testimony to the age that the man has gained in the spirit. It is on that account that the scripture says that God is the father of lights. Are you with me now? Follow me. What are you becoming? How can you stay three years and the the ah The scripture says in the book of Philippians chapter three. Just Philippians chapter three. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Now, listen to me now. That scripture, I with me now. That scripture listed three things. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. You see, the Christian life that ministers to people is a processed life. Say it. The Christian life that ministers to men is what? You see, I don't have time to show you, but Jesus in the flesh profited the apostles, the disciples, very little. Very little. Do you know? You know, how many of you you want to encounter? Glory. Let me, let me start with this. You want Jesus, no, sit down. You want Jesus to appear to you now. And then say, my, my daughter, my daughter, I love you. I have called you. I have empowered you. And then he touches your head. And then, you like it. Is it not true? Oh my God. Who doesn't like it? You see, because you didn't raise your hand doesn't mean you don't like it. It means you don't tell yourself the truth. Everybody here likes that. Now, let me tell you that in the context of Making out of a man the witness eh? that his territory needs. 
that has come to the level of stature that the witness is not bereft of the demands of God for that generation. Are you with me now? See here. Eh? Oh my God. Do you know why God has the right to wipe out the generation of newer? If there is no man living up to a certain standard, I'm going to something big. God will not wipe out that world. You see, there is a certain manner and way that you live on the account of what you have become. You will become a judgment to a cruel generation. You see, the, the judgment of God has not come in our nation to wipe out the, the corruption. There is a root of corruption. It's rooted in the spirit. I don't have time to show you this mystery. Because now listen. God told Abraham, he said, your children will stay in a foreign land. And for 400 years they will stay there. Is it the reason why they will have to stay that long is why? No. It's because the, the people, the iniquities of the occupants of the land have not reached a point where it requires a judgment. You see? And when that time comes, a witness must be in that territory that has lived in such a way that he mirrors the template of heaven. Irrespective of the dominant circumstances around you, you have decided to live a part of what the whole men are living as. On that day, the, that generation is judged because a man has lived in spite of the general demand. Say everybody is doing this, everybody is a lie. Somebody has stood out. And on that account, God can bring his judgment. Are you with me now? God is seeking those men. Because that is what it takes to change the face of this nation, our territory. It's not a pastor running for office. So. Don't say next time we we'll send a pastor, let's send one again. The reason why we are not we didn't send one, we, don't worry, we'll still send some. They will go there and be, they will go as pastors and come back as occultists. Because they didn't become. It is only them that become that have attain the stature in witness that it takes to represent God effectively in that realm of oppression. And you must know that it takes more power, witness power, to stay in the place of politics than to preach. Yes, I'm a preacher, but I have to tell you the truth. Because the pastor is contending with little. But if you go to politics, that's why those politicians, they come, they come to pastors, they, they come, you pray for them, they go. Because they know where their power lies. They know where their allegiance is. And that's why those, that, those authors that power their allegiance, that has given them advantage in the spirit, that allow them to have dominion over a territory, when they enter, what happens is that they, they show their allegiance. Even when they know the policies that will benefit you, they will still do another one. Because the authors that gave them advantage is telling them to do another thing. So why would they follow you? I'll wait. I'll wait. Men will arise from our territory and restore the tokens of God that is lost. Men will arise in our time. Remind me your name again. From the times of Chisholm, a testimony 
was visible in our territory of a man of righteousness a man of power a man of strength that represented the templates of the kingdom of God the present revelational emphasis of God in his character in his power no shades when they look they are not seeing flesh they are not seeing many parts of you and a small part of God you see what people call born again now is many parts of themselves many parts of the world many parts of the flesh and then a small part of God and then they call it ministry and that's why our 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 territory is lying shallow Satan has hijacked it he's not going to change very soon miracle he's not going to change until men arise what are you becoming if I leave you like this and go you will continue on this path like this continue on this path and become nothing because the scripture says that in this book of Philippians we found out that there is a target in the heart of God I see there is a target when God started investing in you there is a target he has and that target becomes on the account of that target you have lost authority over what you do with your life Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 what did he say nevertheless I live yet not I and the life I live now You see, it's a surrendered life. The life you live now is what says surrendered life. There, there are tests of surrender, but I won't do it. If I do it, almost everybody here will fail the test. There are tests of surrender. And God cannot use a man more than he has surrendered him. The first thing God needs to achieve in your heart before He will start our started business is to achieve total surrender. And I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Before Jesus finally qualified to now go to the cross, there is a final level of total surrender that He achieved at Gethsemane. That's why you cannot underestimate the place of prayer in breaking a man. He, he, he was doing miracles, doing all kinds of ministry and all that. And then finally, God called him that the miracle and everything is good. Though. People follow you, 5,000, and then hailing you, King of the Jews, is okay. But the reason why I called you, this is it. And he said, If it's possible, let this cup pass over me. Uh, yeah, that's why there is no witness in this territory. After they collected my phone, me, I went to see God. Because I told myself a hard truth. That even as a church leader, I don't know God. Even as a Bible Sunday school teacher, I don't know God. I'm good in the scriptures. Oh my God. I'm good. You see, people now know me with prayer. Those days, they know me with Bible. We studied two days straight the Bible. People go for, go home for strike. I spent the five months on campus fasting and studying the Bible. All the strike, I stayed two years. I didn't go home. They said they have given me. And so people has given me a wife. 
is because I needed to enter into the wisdom that powers the realm that I've been brought into. You will be a weak man until you know that wisdom. You will be a weak man. It is that wisdom that instructs you and you come into the place of power. It is power that makes you a witness. Say, say after me, it is what? Power that makes you what? You are not saying, once you're ready, go. See, I'm not the one that said it is in the scripture. And ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall what? You see, eh? there is power to become. That's what I'm telling you. The power I'm telling you now is not power to do signs and wonders only. It is a power to become. There is power to become. I have found out that it takes a lot more power to make a man into what God intends him to do than to raise the dead. Believe it. It takes more power to make a liar become a, a person of truth. Eh? than to raise three dead men. I hope you know. Uh-uh. We have seen people say, we have seen people give me volume, give me volume because I'm about to fly now. We have seen people sleep with their church members and still come open their ears. Do miracle. What would you call that one? You see, that shows you that it is the power to do miracles is easier than the power to transform the guy. I'm not against the person. I'm just trying to tell you that the, there is the, the real power has not been tapped because it's the power that can change the man. So we wait there until we become. When you come out, they say, "Is this not the carpenter son?" No, no, no. What they didn't know is that there were seasons when you are out of circulation. And in those seasons, the hand of God was upon your life. And the protocols of the witness ministry is being engineered by God. God was working on you. And He was working on you. And He was working on you. And He was working on you. After some time, you didn't know that God is working on you. Somebody will come and meet you and say, Give me what you have. You are not preaching. Then, meanwhile, before you are preaching, 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 preaching. And nobody is following you. The reason is that men see I found out that people like God though. It's just that they have not seen people that can model him in such a way that they can cast after him. For every generation, there is a way they cast after God. There is a body of task, an economy of task that every generation sustains. I hope you know. It's not always the same for every generation. The weight, the measure is not even the same. For example, that of our generation is very large. You cannot come now. People are hungry and be saying anything. Somebody just finished six hours in his secret place asking God, I want to know you. And then you come out and be telling him, Romans chapter 1 verse 7. What does he even say? And then when you finish, you say, God bless his word. You know, Bible said we should do this, we should do that. The person will be dying. The person will be dying. And then after some time, it will seem as if they are rebellious in the church. After some time, they, they will seem as if they are disobeying the authority of the church. No, it's not their fault. There is a protocol at work on them. The, the, 
age and generation we are, there is a spirit of revival that is created in the earth. And the preeminent manifestation of that spirit is that it passed in men an insatiable hunger, a seeking of the true God and his witnesses on earth, all his dimensions, so that that thing that is being given to you can no more satisfy. You yearn for more, you yearn for more, you yearn for more. And until you lay hold on that which God has seen in the spirit, because every man that is here is a seed of eternity. God has finished everything about you and then brought you into time. Your walk is to walk in into it. And anytime you find yourself in alignment with what God is doing, you are walking in it. When you step out, you are off. Are you with me now? But when you tread that path and you are correct, it is only a matter of time you will enter into that fullness. And the record and testimony that will be born of you is 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 done to him that has become a witness. That's what you need to become. After some time, he started collecting guns from courtists and leading them to Christ. After some time, I went back to Dalon Tennis. That they collected my phone. I pray all night there. I intentionally did it. I was looking for the person that collected my phone so that I would deal with him with the Holy Ghost. I went by 12 a.m., 1 a.m. I'll be I'll be walking in the middle of the road. You know how that long is. Those days is very bushy. You have not been there. And I will enter there, enter one place like this. I know you like the way my tongue is sounding. I didn't cram it to. It got this like this because of use. Say use. Uh, when you use the thing, it becomes better. And then the thing will be sweet. It is sweet in the spirit also. <laughs> oh my God. God will raise witnesses in this territory. Accurate witnesses. Men that have become an embodiment of, of the desire of our generation. Because there is a prayer we are going to make. You ask God to make you the desire of your generation. Is a making. Now wait. I want to show you one last thing. Then we go. Ah, go back to Philippians. Let me read it off here. Often. Um, I want to know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. Be made conformable unto your death. There are three things. Suffering. Death and what? Suffering, death, and what? Resurrection. These are the three things that makes a man a process that processes a man. That's what processes your savior, and that's what processes you. So that's the measure of you that has passed through suffering, death, and resurrection. That is the measure that you can minister to people. So when you come like this and preach for one thousand hours, what you minister to people? Is just the measure that has been processed. If you talk for five minutes, what you minister to people is the measure that has been processed. It doesn't matter how much you talked and where you talked or what you did. What you minister to people is the measure that has been processed. 
suffering, death, and resurrection. And as your life will be given to you. The next one, next verse. Sabrata Maha Kaprata Baba. Sanende Kuputa Kasana. Ivota Kasane Runda Kapana. By any means, I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Next verse. Not as though I have already attained. See, I don't have time to do doctrine now. This is 33 years after Paul has started ministry. So he's not talking as a novice. Say 33 years. So after 33 years, a man said, Not as though I had already attained. So this is a testimony of a matured man, both in life and in faith. So he said, But I follow after, if that I may apprehend that, for which also I am what apprehended of Christ Jesus. Are you following? You are not following. There is a reason why you are apprehended of Christ Jesus. Next verse. Brethren, I cannot myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Next verse. I press. Are you with me now? Say, I press. <laughs> hey, when I tell people press in prayer, they think we are just doing gymnastics. No, it's for you. For me, I'm pressing. I have found out one of the most consistent eh, things in the scripture is this word. This word is not a reality in the old covenant. So when people hear press, they think, why are you laboring yourself? Jesus said, you are not getting it. You have, you have missed the whole point. This thing now, this word press, is not a reality in the old covenant. In the old covenant, you get what you, you take what you get. They already give it, they have already determined. But in the new covenant, allowance is being made for you to determine what you can have and the lot you can get. So the scripture says, from the day of John the Baptist, that the kingdom of God is what? Preached. Since the time the kingdom became a priest, has entered a priest, a priest modality. The kingdom of God has been in existence, but have never been preached. Are you with me now? As a matter of fact, the anointing on the Messiah, the principal anointing on the Messiah is to preach. I don't have time to show you what it means to preach. Because what it means to preach is to open a window for men. And on the account of that window that you have opened, men can enter into it. Are you with me now? I know you don't know what is preaching. People say, if somebody cannot open a window of possibility in the spirit, on the account 
of the body of truth that resides in God, if somebody cannot open that window, he has no priest. So when a man truly priest, he opened you up to possibilities in God. And an attempt to lay hold on it is what we call pressing. Are you with me now? So the word of God said that I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Are you with me now? So there is a pressing toward the mark. So this is the price. But I must hit this man before this price will be given to me. Are you with me now? So for every man here, sister, you see, for you, your mark might be different from my mark. So there is a mark that is set for every man. And once you hit that mark, eh, you will become that person accurately that God needs. See, eh? witness capacity is beyond the atrium. What you attain as a witness becomes a possibility even in the age to come. I don't have time to go into that. That's why you must become. My time is over, right? <laughs> okay. He said my time is over. So, let's stand up and pray. I would have showed us one more thing. But let's stand up and pray. That thing needs to work now. Now we are going to pray. Find a neighbor tutu like this. Just face the neighbor. Hold the hands like this. You must find a neighbor. Hi. Like this. Face to face. Face to face. Hold the two hands. Uh-huh. Yes. I want you to ask God that He should put His hands upon you. That you will become that person that He intended for you to see. There is a, a mark. There is a mark that has been set for you. You have to. You have to. Ask God to put his hands upon you so that you become that man, that man, that man, that woman, that woman, that witness to this territory. There is a certain kind of man that you will become so that you will be the accurate witness that God desires in your territory. You are not praying. Kabendo boroso bokata barada manana, siya kata barate bola kabrata, mante kepota kabrate kabata. Hey, my God, masa kabanta kabaya teli akabelate, sima la kabate ya kabarata manate. Amen. Give me both. Sabrende bakabarata bahasa te barate, mante ko barata bakataya. You cannot continue like this. There is a man that God has in 